It's Thursday, October 28th, and today is National First Responders Day. That's pretty badass. And you are watching and are listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Whoa, what hat believe? What have we here? For those of you that are watching on video right now, I will pause my intro because I think, uh, actually, would you? I'll just go on my intro. Oh, I can't go on with my intro now. Ted Lasso has joined. I, I feel show. like we fell out of the lucky tree and hit every branch on the way down. Ended <laughs> up in a pool of cash and Sour Patch Kids. That is awesome. <laughs> is that real? That's really Ted Lasso, guys. Is that is that a is that a real uh, mustache? That's, that's a real right. mustache, baby. That's legit. Mustache. Mustachio. Mustachio. That's nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Is that gonna wow. is that gonna be your um, Halloween costume? Oh God! No, it's I just I'm just doing this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just this is I'm, I'm just Ted now. I, I forgot it was Halloween. Wow. Chris uh, likes to dress up. Chris is really into cosplay. No, this is, has nothing to do. It's just a coincidence that it's Halloween. If you All right, you damn introduction wreckers. Don't start popping stuff yet till I introduce you. What's going on? Did you guys now remember? Know? I always thought tea was going to taste like hot brown water. You know what? I was right. You were right. That's why I'm drinking some beer. Oh, God. All right. Did you guys know nope. on this day in 1965, I know, Chris, you're going to get excited about this, the Gateway Arch was completed as an homage to future championships that will be won in that city. It's a very, they were very, they built a giant, uh, what is that, croquet arch? Is that what that and, is, croquet? Is that the game where you hit the thing and, through the And thing? correct me if I'm wrong, you were three when that was I was started? three in 1965, oh, definitely, man. definitely. In 1886, the Statue of Liberty was dedicated. This was a busy day in history. In 1919, Mike Smith, you're not going to like this one, Prohibition. Congress enacted prohibition on this day in 1919. And in 1962, Khrushchev ordered with the, the withdrawal of uh, missiles from Cuba. What are you, dude, stop, stop, stop. We'll get to you. Stop. We'll get to you, Ted. Jesus Christ, this guy. Well, I have a hey, funny story. Hey, I have a funny well, story about the Cuban missile prices. We'll get to it in a little bit. For the prices. audio, people won't even know. That's the video, hilarious. I'm just giving some background. Just wait for the You're hilarious. dressing your costume and showing it to the camera. And might I add, you have a fine mustache. You should keep that thing on that lip 24-7, friend. Do not uh, shave that guy. Did you grow that in seven days since we saw you? Yes. That is that's impressive. Just shows you put your mind to something, you can make it happen. Seven days of mustache growth. And caught a caterpillar on your lip over there. You take any supplements uh, for that? Oh thing? my God! Welcome to Uniform Exchange. I'm going <laughs> to mute everybody. Jesus, a comedic look at sports. It was funny. It was it's supposed to be funny. Uh, sports, sports, business, live entertainment. Let's meet our panel because they all want to talk. I'm Michael Myers. Chris, I'm sorry, Ted. I'm the owner of the Sports Marketer, and it's 
subsidiaries. That's right, including Birdie Box, the greatest luxury gifting platform on the planet. My Blues are five and zero. My Cardinals, football Cardinals, are seven and zero. My line, I put seven linemen and two tight end on the offensive line this week and said, F you, Penn State, we're going to run the football and ran for 367 yards and beat the, the number seven team in the nation. You Unbelievable. Just spoke, you just talked. I'm a happy you, man. So anyway, you're, first you're up. the intros. First up. <laughs> and that's our show for today. Thanks, <laughs> Mike, everybody. Myers. I want to intro myself for one time. All right. First up, this guy. This guy would have been a Prohibition beer runner. I kind of blew this one earlier, but he would have been a Prohibition beer runner were he around during Prohibition. A marketing wizard for Goose Island Beer. Very, very fortunate for him. He works for a beer company. Improv comedian, father of three, husband of one that we know of. I'm just kidding. Kara's amazing. Husband of one. Definitely. Kara's the best. Dad number two, Mike Smith. What do we have today? It looks like a... a Oh, it's a peachy day for a 312 lemonade shandy because it's raining and cold here in Chicago, and I just wish this take me back to a nice summer day. And it is. Okay. All right. We got Quiet Mike on again today. <sighs> All right. Listen, on that note, sorry I'm going to cut off the introductions. I it's want important. to share with you a gift um, a viewer sent me this past week. Um, this comes from Peter Narstad, a.k.a. Dad Number 3. Uh, look what he sent me, a little uh, upgrade <laughs> on uh, the mic here. So let's just go ahead and unravel this thing on air. I know it's a little old, but uh, definitely an but upgrade. But so am I. You upgraded uh, your Apple headphones to be Apple headphones? With better <laughs> Apple headphones. Uh, you're not going to be able to hear me, listeners, for a minute while I switch out the hardware, but I'd like to thank <laughs> Peter. Uh, he said he's only been listening for two weeks, and he felt bad, so he sent me this, and he doesn't understand why uh, I haven't been sent a real mic. Thank you, Peter. Uh, God bless you. Wow. Thanks, Peter. Okay. Next up, this guy's full-time second career is apologizing for everything we say on this podcast. Uh, and that's a true story, by the way. Just shy of 10 years in the marketing industry, he watches. You guys can might you guys hear this. me? Can you guys hear me now? Is this better? Oh, Do I man, that's sounds good. Yeah. Do I have a full yeah. voice? He watches the NBA, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. How you doing, buddy? I do. Thank you uh, for that glowing introduction. <laughs> and lastly, this guy did the commemorative, the commemorative coin toss at the first Rose Bowl, 1902, 119 years ago. A clear veteran of marketing sponsorship activation and branding, owner and CEO of Team Marketing Report, the angry one himself, Chris Hartwig, Ted Lasso. You know, that was a joke. I love it. If not, I can't wait to unpack that with you later. <laughs> it's just going to go on for the whole show. Please, go Chris, ahead. tell me you have a list taped to your screen of all these <laughs> jokes you want to tell. Like, please show that to us. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. It's fantastic. I knew it. That is fantastic. Remember now, be a goldfish. Forgets everything after 10 seconds. That's Forget right. that you saw that, all right? Completely <laughs> okay. forgotten. Uh, okay. It's a um, damn thing without my bifocals on. We're going to get started because we have a lot of things to cover. Before we do, you guys want to hear my Cuban Missile Crisis story? This is great. No. I'm going to no. tell it anyway. Only if it's hilarious. Okay, it's so hilarious. what's our first topic today, Josh? It's hilarious. New topic. New topic. New topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. 
So no joke. In twenty seventeen, I'm on a trip to Cuba with a couple of friends, and we want to go see the site of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Of the of the you can go into the bunkers where, where they had set up. So we're walking around, and we know we're close, and we see a security guard. Uh, so we walk up to him, and I'm like, I got this, guys. All confident, you know. Walk up, and I'm like, excuse me, sir. Uh, in my best broken Spanish, I said, we're looking for the site of the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he's like, no entiendo. And, and I'm like, no, 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 like, mira, you know, and I go through the whole thing, like, no, Cuban Missile Crisis, like, I, I, I can't help you. I'm like, but it says it's right here. He's like, I, I got nothing. So we walk away, and my friend Anna says, hey, I don't think they call it the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm an idiot. I thought you'd like that story. El Cubano, uh, El Missile uh, Crisis. Is that what you were trying to say to him? I mean, come yeah. On. Yeah, he didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. Rack it up, rack it up, I got a Okay, this first story. <laughs> really starting this one off with a doozy. <laughs> Yoshi. Yoshi is in a good place. Let me right tell now. you my Hiroshima bomb joke. <laughs> this wasn't a joke. Uh, it was a joke because it was a shit story. So I'm going to have to take it as a joke. There. The listeners <laughs> right now we got three. We got we got twelve comments in the private chat right now, and they're all amazing. It from people all over the world saying how oh, what a great story that was. <sighs> all right, uh, here we go. The first story is is a it's a story in contrast. Really, guys, we're gonna dive right into this. Right now, ticket sales are down. You guys have got me so off off my game right now. Ticket sales are down. They're we just, haven't yeah, done yeah, anything. No, you fault. are the one that's got mm -hmm. yourself off. Don't sit no, here and blame me. Who sure are you, Stan you. Bowman? Take responsibility. Oh, shit. He did it. He did. Coming in hot, 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 hot. All right. This first one's a story in contrast. Okay, guys. On one hand, numbers have come back. You see the NFL games, the NHL this week, there were numbers of 7,000 in, in this stadium, 13,000 in this stadium. We saw the end of two long uh, sellout streaks. The Penguins last week, the Blackhawks ended somewhere in the 530s consecutive yeah. sellouts this week. Um, In-ticket sales are just down a bit. Uh, NFL stadiums, you can see that there's seats whenever you see the close-up, and you never see empty seats in an NFL stadium, ever. Right. Um, but I did see in a report done by SI that on the flip side of that, and this is insane, uh, they're covering the top 100 telecasts of the year. So top 100 telecasts by viewers so far in 2021, 34 of the 100 are NFL games. Regular season, first seven weeks, 34 of the top 100, 23 of the top 25. If you didn't think 34 out of 100 was good, 23 of the top 25 are NFL games. The only two that weren't NFL, any guesses? You're, you might get, you no, might get one, you won't get the other. These are soccer? these, were, And they weren't sports. Football. Cornhole. Football. American Football. Cornhole League. They were not sports. Football. The Equalizer featuring Queen Latifah. Oh, Jesus. He Googled. I love that movie. <laughs> he, I mean, the show. 
He Googled. Googled. He actually. It says Googled. right here on the rundown, <laughs> dummy. It's on. It's on my notes. You guys have a rundown. You guys have rundowns. Yeah. So this week you actually sent it to all of us. It's a miracle. Okay. All right. Well, the two were Joe Biden's inauguration. Listen, and man. and the equalizer, but oh, only... I forgot about that one. Get um, it? Forgot about that one. Listen, <laughs> man. Oh my uh, god! Uh, you so, shut uh, up, man! You, you guys are just a bunch of malarkey. All right, come on. <laughs> Three come on, horrible Biden impersonations. I think that was Obama. Well, it was, uh, this is Obama now, and yeah, it did sound now. a little bit old-ish when I did Biden, <laughs> but they are bros, right? So, uh, it only makes sense that Joe Biden would uh, start to resemble by, uh, Obama's dialect just a bit. That's pretty good. What the hell, dude? Do you see my, I have a little, I have a, That was pretty good. That's Obama back there, right there. It's a hope poster. He's my guy. Myers, uh, I'll, I'll do you a, a favor. I'll get this topic back on track. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my friends last night, uh, actually, about this. And we were talking about NFL and seeing empty seats and wondering, you know, ticket sales down and comparing to other sports, empty seats. Yep. But we got back to the NFL and I was like, what's the best way to watch an NFL game? Like, honestly. And we both said, at home. At yeah. home. It has gotten so nice to watch NFL at home for multiple reasons. It's actually, they need to pay me to go to a game and give up how easy it is to watch at unless unless you're in the first 10 rows on the 50-yard line where you can actually hear what's going on on the field, and boy, is that a game changer. Yeah. Now, I would actually agree with that, I, I especially the NFL. I love watching NFL games at home. Uh, when I'm at the game, I even notice myself not realizing, like somebody says, oh, so-and-so had 127 yards rushing. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. I didn't nope. know that. So I, I rely on the broadcast to inform me about the game. So I can't really argue with that one on the NFL. But And I love the advertising. I do. It goes to commercial. I get to see all these wonderful ads. It, it gets me to buy and do things that I normally wouldn't. And when I'm at the game, I just wonder, what should I do with my spare time and money and sit there staring at the team in huddles? <sighs> For five minutes during, During five each commercial break. <laughs> yeah. You can just take time look, like staring at each – a piece of signage on the field, kind of like take ten seconds with the oh, there's the sign. I need, I need movement. Well, if you ever wondered why, every week we talk about these inordinate, ridiculous amounts of money that people are paying for sports content. Look no further than that list of the top one hundred events of the year. It's like Oprah, Biden, the. Uh, the 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 show that you, Josh you mentioned a second the Equalizer but by the way the only reason the Equalizer was that it was it directly followed the Super Bowl so people hadn't changed uh, the channel yet hold on the Queen yeah was at one, the helm I mean one that ep one episode uh, but outside of that it's like the Sugar Bowl the Rose Bowl college football fin national title game was thirty one Final Four number fifty five Kentucky Derby sixty two the NFL Round One Draft was seventy five ahead of NBA games, finals game number four and finals game number five. Really? Yes. And the Masters was in at 99. So my point is this entire list is sports. <gasps> yeah. Oh, there was a point to what you yeah. said. Yeah. Okay. But we'll move on to the next topic because oh. that was a God-blessed disaster. Okay. Josh. Yes. I heard yeah. something this last what? week about 
Um, some things going on in the NFL. <laughs> and I heard that you had poured over 650,000 emails and had an update <laughs> for us on the Washington football team. So go ahead. The floor it's is yours. True. <clears throat> I'm here to... That took a long time. I apologize. You're up. Well, so, some of our listeners, our longtime listeners, might have, have heard it. You know, I get it a bit verbose as, as I report, but I want to change up the topic. So, what I'm going to do today is read you each of those 650,000. <laughs> 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 oh, so, the NFL owners were held some meetings this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, surprisingly, they did. They went against the advice of their advisors at the NCAA and went ahead with the meeting instead of delaying. <laughs> Actually, had a meeting. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one, of, we're going to talk about a few different things that came out of these meetings because there's a lot, a lot to unpack here. I know Myers will get into uh, a big portion of it later on. In the I'm show, so excited, but... by the way. I'm so excited <laughs> for what I get to talk about later. <laughs> that, it, that that one's a doozy, but this one is interesting. We all heard about what happened with John Gruden and the Raiders the one or two emails that leaked out of the 650,000 were exclusively between John Gruden and Bruce Allen, the former uh, GM president, whatever the hell he was, you know, you know, I don't pay attention to yep. job titles, Bruce. Yep. Um, but Bruce Allen with the Washington football team and Mark Davis, the Raiders owner and winner of this week's award for best hair. Um, <laughs> he wins he, every week for best hair. And there's nothing like that. By the Mark way, came... did you guys happen to catch, and I, I, Josh, I know what you're referencing, Mike or Chris, did you happen to catch the awards that we gave leading into today's show? Because that's what Josh is referencing. Yes. Okay, you did. Okay. I All think right, uh, we should, we should, you should we'll be working on some graphics for that because it's we'll fantastic. There's yeah. actually been talks for us to rename the Best Hair Award the Mark Davis Award. So <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll have to get together with the committee. Um, I'm on board with that, baby. Yeah. I'm on board but with that. Mark Davis was not super pumped after everything that came out of from, from that investigation into Washington football team and, and their, um, the workplace culture that has been completely toxic over the last handful of years. Yeah. And Mark Davis would like the NFL to release a written port, report of their findings into the culture of the Washington football team. I would say Mark Davis is not alone in that. In fact, there was two congresswomen um, or congressmen, my, one man, one woman, that asked <laughs> the NFL people. to – Congress people that um, asked the NFL to release these, these findings from the investigation as well saying that, you know, this could be a emblematic of a larger problem with the NFL. It's a very visible league, and it could mean problems for, you know, workplaces across the, the country. So the thing is, Mark Davis seems a little bit more like, hey, I want this to be released because I feel like I got thrown under the bus. He said that yeah. in more or less words. So his reasons for wanting the report to be released, I mean, besides the fact that the Raiders have always led with a, you know, generally forward-thinking mind from leadership – um, Mark Davis is like, what, what the hell, guys? NFL, they didn't let me know about what happened, about this report coming out. I didn't know until the day before. If I would have known, we would have made a change before the season so he didn't have to get a new head coach in the middle of the year. And basically, Mark Davis is disappointed. He's not mad. He's disappointed. Ooh. So uh, wow. let's now, see what happens Roger there. Now feels bad because right. Mark Davis now. is disappointed. Well, Myers, He's not angry. In, that's the only Myers, thing that works with Goodell is guilt trips. That's true. What did Goodell win, Myers, this week in our in the awards? Um, I don't know. What did he win? I think he won for the most most uh, transparent, open, most open and transparent, yeah, honest, transparent. honest and transparent. Um, yeah. I mean, have you, seriously have you guys, though, have you guys ever been disappointed? 
I've been disappointed a couple times, but not on that level. I would probably say it's bigger than disappointment. <laughs> well, you know, think, think about what Mark Davis looks at in the mirror every day. So he has a different. That, yeah, that, that is a that disappointing. disappointing. But I mean, <laughs> it, it, seriously though, like. Every day when Mike Smith goes to the mailbox, he's disappointed, waiting for the microphone. (laughs) You better believe it. But Peter Narset, thank you. This is a Generation 3 headset. It works wonderfully. Love you, Pete. You're the best, Pete. Pete. Sorry, Ted, I interrupted you. Yes. Seriously, though. Like, okay, how untransparent is this thing? They did not even publish a report. It was a verbally presented report internally. Yeah. Let alone. Well, here's, can I tell you what blew my mind? And I don't remember, I believe Josh, you're the one that told me this. I think it was one of you mentioned this to me. The 650,000 emails, those are only one guy's emails. That's it. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's no, just, I don't think. It's no, 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 no. It was the team had to turn over. That's, that's 11 years of. Of Bruce Allen's emails. That's what I read. And that I don't know if that's outside. Tell me what Josh told me. Some odd so. emails a day, back and forth, sent and received from Bruce Allen's well, email. That that's possible. That's I what's could, gone into that 10 I years. I can see he, that. He was I, I, with the I, team for 10 I, years. I, somebody do some quick math and see how many emails a year. That's 65,000 you know? a year. That's 1,000. Let's see, 65,000 a year. Uh-oh. That'd be Myers 200 emails sent received a day. What what did you just say, Josh? 178 emails a day. Okay. okay thank you. So all this is That's one possible. guy's account? That's the only account? We only looked at one account? Well, no. That, that's the one account that the emails were released from. Well, yeah. That's, isn't that the only one they looked at? I had read I that that so. number went into the, the, the 650,000 number that we've been hearing everywhere was Bruce Allen's emails. Okay, but maybe they looked at other ones. I don't know. I feel dumb having that because that was well, new information to me. I was like, what? Did they only look at one dude's email? We need, while we're on here, somebody Google and see if they're, see if we can clear this up because that just doesn't make sense to me that they would just look at one dude's emails, but maybe and, they and did. while someone besides Per the NFL, they were sent to and from former Washington President Bruce Well, Allen we know that those 650,000 were, but did they look at any other ones? Oh, well. That's what I'm asking. Did they, they not better. look at any other If, ones? if well, they're worried about the workplace, where the hell are, are Dan Snyder's That's emails? That's why I was blown away when I heard that it was all And all the HR department emails. emails and all the... Uh, what, what was the the uh, the announcer guy that was their communications guy that was you know putting together the soft I mean, porn listen, videos why, of the why are we so su- videos. Why, why are we so surprised that it doesn't make any sense? The whole <laughs> That's thing a good point. I just had my mind blown when you told me that. I was like, surely they didn't just look at one. That was reported emails. by NBC Sports. That's so, I just think I, I have another idea, guys. Uh, yes. a, a Mike, your show. microphone that's brand new is dog shit. Let's just let him talk. Huh? <laughs> what? Your it's brand Peter, new dog come on. shit. Cut microphone. Peter some slack. Oh, boy. Oh, now I can hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> a game show where we have all the NFL owners live on a Zoom and they pull a ball with the numbers one through 32 out. So far, I'm sec- in. <laughs> the second your number is pulled, your emails go live, and we get a sh- <laughs> we get a search five words in all your six hundred thousand emails from the last 
uh, year, years. and it's live on television. It would be better than the draft, and you are immediately canceled. Or I, <laughs> I don't know. I would. Watch I that. loved. I loved your idea last week. Just, just give us ten minutes to go in and type in some keywords to those six hundred fifty thousand emails. I thought that was fantastic. <sighs> Thanks, Josh. I know you've been knee deep in this, and you've really been hitting the hitting the trail hard, covering it. So I appreciate That's your true. efforts on this thing. We're uh, coming I, back, right, to to your near and dear topic later. Right? Oh, we're coming back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, uh, a, snap. A real quick piece of information just so I can bitch about it. NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, there's a, a year left on the deal with AT&T. Uh, this falls under the who cares about the fan experience. Evidently not the NFL. Um, the NFL is the last league right now. I'm assuming if everybody else does what the NHL does and does an ESPN plus thing like they're talking about, whatever. The NFL has a great experience with the with direct TV NFL Sunday ticket. Like it's a wonderful experience. All the games are in one place. They're talking about pricing it so high, which they're going to, that the NFL Sunday ticket can't just be on one platform. It's going to have to be on. It's not going to be. It's certainly not going to be exclusive to one platform. So I guess if they put the entire platform on each one of these different platforms, I'll be fine with it. I'm realizing as I say this out loud. Uh, but uh, DirecTV is probably still in play, but it's going to be another streaming service. Yeah, but if they, they to, to that point, if they split that up, if they split it, AFC it on one or I'll NFC on the other or something, that that's idiotic. That completely yes. defeats the purpose and yes. is completely not fan-centric and is com- a complete money grab. And well, the yeah. NHL... Guess what? I would, guess what? I would start going to the games then. No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, you no, wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I'm kidding. I'll never the, go. <laughs> the NHL did that with ESPN+. Plus. It went from having an amazing platform where I could log in and watch the games to now. I mean, it's terrible. When you log into mm. ESPN+, Plus, it's every program they could think of putting out in front of you. You could say, here's my favorite team, the, the Blues. But the problem with that is they're going to show you the score if the game's already started immediately. Because oh, on here ESPN we go with Plus, this thing again. there's no way to turn off the score. Chris, Chris. Oh, by I the have... way, there's also no way to start from the beginning of the game. Go ahead, Mike. I'm you know, we only got, went backwards back. 10 years in technology. Go, just keep going, going on, on Mike. So, What's going on, Chris, Mike? Josh, I saying? got you guys back. Mike, I want you to record uh-huh. yourself later, yep. you know, mm-hmm. this week when you're watching a game on your app on your phone. I uh-huh. want you to record yourself opening the app and like <laughs> your reaction to oh, what's happening. Like and, yeah. and then show us and the viewers next week what that's I will. like. I'm just it's a request. That's it could probably be just as if not more interesting than than him hearing him bitch about TiVo. Like it's mm. two thousand six. Thank you. <laughs> You know what? It the would NHL? also be more interesting than the 12 minutes he took on the opener complaining about everybody else screwing Jesus. it up. I know, right? That was a lot. Okay, next topic. Josh, you watch the NBA, right? Again? <laughs> so, Raise your hand if you listen to it. I Oh, there he is. I heard a rumor about Mark Cuban, and I thought, who watches the NBA? Josh. So what have you heard about Mark Cuban these days? Mark Cuban, he's not mad. No, he is mad and disappointed in Sinclair, who bought up a ton of RSNs last year, two years ago, Mm -hmm. some amount of time ago. They rebranded all of those channels to Bally Sports. And now Bally Sports is not available on a ton of platforms. Basically, there's like three different platforms, Spectrum, DirecTV, and one other. But all of the other uh, TV program or packages like YouTube TV, Hulu, uh, Cox, 
all the others Excuse people me? can't watch you just people can't <laughs> i did but it's with Cox. an x guys come on it's with an x. It's the only reason he watches rowing so he can watch the coxswain sinclair's deals with their contracts with a ton of those other providers expired last fall and they're now charging much higher prices than people are willing to pay so now most mavs fans and in mark cuban's situation can't watch their game through their cable channel or through their cable package so what Mr. Cuban is doing is he wants to put up his own money to lower the price of the DirecTV streaming service, which DirecTV streaming service is $85 a month, which is like a lot of money. And it's he says it's too, it's too expensive for Mavs fans. So he's going to send Mavs fans, starting with their season ticket holders, a $50 check every month. For <laughs> to reduce their price for the DirecTV streaming service yeah. to thirty five dollars, and he has bigger plans down the line. I think he, you know, might want to do some type of deal with DirecTV directly or something. But right now, it's going to be offered to season ticket holders, and then Mavs ticket buyers, and then eventually to general fans around Texas and Dallas. So, Mark Cuban, good guy, Mark. He wants people to be able to watch their games, and he's going to pay people to watch this game. I wish I had more money. Well, we not we me. Should have, we should have Mark on the program, and uh, Mark's going to so, be on next week. Yeah, when he sees us, well, probably this week. I won't be there. Be he doesn't on. like he doesn't like TMR and the fan cost index. He uh, doesn't. He got on the well phone. On the he got on the phone to one of my predecessors and reamed him for fifteen minutes <laughs> about how much bullshit the fan cost index was. So really, I don't, I don't think Mark's. I don't think Mark's coming on the show. Does the add him to the list? Did the Mavericks not grade out well often? Well, it was probably at that time was probably when they had opened American Airlines Arena and their tickets were at the top end of the market. Well, other news, we're going to have our new host, uh, Chris Todd, (laughs) back on this show next week to be with Mark Cuban. Uh, Chris Hartweg is going to be taking a leave of absence. Good night, everybody. He's going. Uh, he just took a job coaching a Premier League team in the United Kingdom. Yeah, so just, congratulations. I'll just wear my disguise through next week. Well, I'm going to ask you to take the disguise off for a second because our next topic is actually a serious topic. Oh. And I'm going to hand it to Chris to talk about because Stan Bowman is out as the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks. For very good reason or a very bad reason, however you want to look at it. But Chris, you've been following this, so enlighten yeah, this is, us on the not a this great is nuts. story. Yeah, terrible story. Uh, there's so much to this story. I'll try to go through it quickly. But to give the the context that in 2010 there was a Blackhawks video coach, videotape coach, whatever assistant that that uh, basically sexually abused one of the one of the Blackhawks, a 20 year old. Uh, player, and uh, he, well, and he may have even been drugged. Uh, the part of this story that really hasn't even gone into. two. But right afterward, he threatened the this young man with, "You will, if you say anything about this, you will never play in the NHL." And this player took had courage to actually say something to some of the coaches, mm. and the Blackhawks covered it up. And they allowed this video coach pervert predator to stay with the team through. This was the year the pro, the, the 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 incident. What what happened was it was overrun. Everybody's thoughts in the in in the front office was overrun by we're making a a run right now at the Stanley Cup. And was this the year? Was this the first? This year is the Stanley first Cup, Cup two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 
Now, that's bad enough as it is, but then he got to stay with the team through the cup, through the celebration, take the cup home with him, and then quietly was allowed to leave. It was basically you quit or now or you're fired. And then they gave him a positive recommendation after they knew about this. So they pushed it back, they pushed it back, and then he got a job at, uh, at Notre Dame, and then he got a job in Wisconsin because Notre Dame didn't work out, and uh, he molested at least one youth hockey player there who joined in this, this lawsuit. So anyway, that cuts through a lot of the, or cuts out a lot of the details, but you know, the, the really frustrating thing about, well, there's a lot of frustrating stuff about this, but John McDonough, who was the team president and uh, for, for a long time, um, said he would take care of it and he pushed it under the rug for weeks. Uh, and in the meantime, the player was distraught and the mental, the mental skills coach turned it into blaming him, said, well, that's, you know, you screwed up. You shouldn't have done that. And so this, this kid didn't know what to do. And Quenneville, the coach at the time, was like, it specifically said, let's not do anything. Like there, there's a, all these recollections. Now, these, this is what the report says yeah. happened. Yeah, right? sorry. I, I, alleged. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. So uh, this has come to a head because this last week, Jenner and Block, the law firm, uh, interviewed 139 witnesses or you know, participants in this, this period of time, players and coaches and front office people. And 139 witnesses put out a 107-page report with 100 gigs of records from over 145 people and nearly 50 boxes of records from this thing. Wait, so I, that's I just, where. The, go ahead. I just want to, as an aside, obviously this is this is not a joking matter, but they put out all that information for an incident that happened in 2010, but the NFL can't put out yeah. anything for a no. That's period this is of a team. You know, that's the one thing, that, Josh. That's the one thing that the Blackhawks did did right. Finally, after all this time, but they finally said, "Okay, we're going to do this investigation," and they promised to make it public, and they did. And it looks awful for them, but they did. Well, so anyway, yeah. the the yeah. rest of this story, tried quickly, is that yesterday that Kyle Beach was the player that uh, said, "Hey, I'm John Doe." Well, he was a first round pick, and instead. He was pushed off to the side. He began drinking, doing drugs to try to, you know, Cope. numb the pain. And then the team forced him out and badmouthed him to the media behind his back. So he, he's playing on a third-tier team in Germany right now, now that he's sobered up and he, he still love, you know, for his love of the game. He's still playing in his 30s. But anyway, it's it's disgusting. The, the, the league at least... Uh, Bettman has fined the, the Hawks $2 million. Uh, Bowman and McIsaac, uh, Al, Al McIsaac has been around a long time, very powerful guy kind of behind the scenes there. They both kind of like the, with this Aldrich guy that was the predator. They, they allowed them to resign instead of firing them. Yeah, they so they got to save week, some right? face, but they've resigned in the, in the light of this. Now, what, yeah. the last thing I think is that's interesting is that Quenneville He's the coach in Florida. They allowed him His to coach last night. His name is pronounced Quenville, just so I want to make sure we get this right. We are a sports show, so we should probably announce Sorry. the coach's I, I, right? I, I call yeah. him Coach Q because yeah. I can't say it right. Right. So okay. Q, and he has an awesome mustache. He does have a solid mustache. Q was allowed to coach, but then on top of it, he hid from the media. 
He didn't do press before or after. And he's going today. I haven't, I've been keep scouring Twitter and stuff. I haven't seen anything announced, but he was supposed to go to New York and meet with Bettman today. And then there's guys like uh, another guy, I could never pronounce his name, Kevin Shevel Day Off, who's a GM elsewhere now, was an assistant GM. He's not punished. Like, you know, so that's where the, all these the guys NHL are, has kind of can failed. I, can I do, but, yeah, can I do ahead, a Mike. quick scenario of this? Like, let's say any one of us were at any level of the Blackhawks organization, and it's 2010, and the first rumblings of this happened. How important is an assistant video coach at any organizational level in sports to be like, who was that again? You're fucking fired. See you later. Like, why would you right. ever like hold on for two nanoseconds of like what he he doesn't know how to sharpen a pencil right? You're fucking gone. Get someone else and you can run a camera. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm get sure it was. I'm sure deal. it was so much less about the individual as the distraction, PR. quote unquote, that it would have caused in the PR <laughs> while they're in the middle of making a run. I mean, it's not, right, but not but, a, but, but Mike, you're still right. You're, you're totally right, yeah. Mike, and yeah. you're right, Josh. Was that was the way that they explained this? I think or rationalized it to themselves. But I mean, <clears throat> like anybody. Okay, so you could place him on you know, paid leave for an investigation and nobody even needs to know about it, but at least actually do something about it. And it just, I mean, this is especially, you know, horrible and it's amplified here being in Chicago and being a Blackhawks fan myself. This is incredibly disappointing, but I mean, it's typical the sweeping under the rug and, and the, the probably the crazy, the craziest thing about it was that, because he actually spoke up and said something, the word got around and the, his teammates would give him shit about it while in practice. That he, was, he wasn't a real man and all this kind of, like, it goes a lot deeper than just the front office covering that. It's, it's a whole cultural thing within hockey. And I think, if anything, fortunately with all this shit is that over the last 10 years, you've seen so much of these guys coming forward about, you know, being sexually abused in youth hockey and, and the minors and stuff like that, that it's taken much more seriously. But I mean, Jesus, it's, it, it's not like, oh, well, he said, she said, or he said, he said kind of a thing. Oh, we don't really know. It was just like people accepted it and then treated the poor guy yeah. as a this, victim. I mean, this, or, this. or as, a, as the, as the bl- victim blaming. I mean, it's just unbelievable. The worst part about it was what was detailed in the report was that there was a meeting between these eight people at the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. including the names you've mentioned prior in, in when we were talking. And what came from that meeting basically, I believe, is what you said, which was this is going to be a distraction. Let's hold off. And then at some point it became, it morphed into, let's let this guy go away. We might even be able to get away with this thing never even being a story. And then now it it's human nature. This guy, Beach, is a constant reminder that you're not a good person. And so what do you do? You denigrate him and get him gone so you don't have to stop. You can stop feeling bad about the fact that you didn't do anything about it. And it's just sad. It's very yeah. sad. It's very yeah. sad. And I, I think there's a lot of guilty people in it. And, again, it's all – it's it's I don't have any firsthand knowledge of any of this stuff. It's all alleged, so I, I don't go too far right. into the alleging. But uh, but it hits. It's, it's I mean, there's two parts of if it, it's, Mike. If it's true, it's really sad for the beach kid. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah, it's, more than anything else. It's horrific else. for him. Above everything else, really sad for him. Unfortunate that another kid got, mm-hmm. uh, if if another child was molested as a result of him not being announced as being a bad person, both of those two things are terrible. Everything else, I, the whatever, I, it is what it is. But those two things, I think, are really unfortunate. Really unfortunate and hard to, me, you can't really walk those back. That's the problem. Let, yeah, let uh, ask, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you guys this question. Um, do you think the position that the Blackhawks are in now with what we just talked about, um, the season that they've already currently started, which is a dumpster fire? Oh, and six. Uh, oh, six oh, and, and one. Six. Yeah. Oh, they got and, a one in there. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Well, Overtime loss. Um, and the fact that they've been pressured over the last few years uh, to change their name from being the Blackhawks. Uh, they take a, a strong front of like, no, we're going to be the Blackhawks, and this is why we work with the Blackhawks tribe, uh, you know, uh, give the money back. Um, is there a chance that this is such a bad bruise that they're going to rip the Band-Aid off and just completely start anew to, like, close I doubt a chapter it. to do this? Like, this is an opportunity they in should, that realm, I think. They should, but I would be shocked yeah, if they I did. I don't see that from this ownership group. I, the, the 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 Redskins tried that or did that to draw attention away from their investigation. So it's it's, it's straight. It would be straight from the Dan Snyder playbook, Mike. What you're saying is rational. I don't see Rocky Wirtz being a part of not being the Blackhawks. I just don't. Okay. And you know, I just don't think so. It's possible. Anything's possible. But I, I just love that question, that, though. It's a great Mike question. Smith. I hadn't. I mean, I w- I'm so. I'm so certain that they wouldn't was like my, my mind has not gone there. And in reality, it would be a great idea between how shitty they are in the ice and how shitty their reputation is now from, from the back office, front office standpoint, that you do got to almost have to hit the reset button. It's it's a really good point. They were going to change their name to the Chicago Metas, but. Oh uh, yeah. Meta. Facebook. Zuck Zuck, uh, being to it. So. (laughs) What if they turn the season around, they win the Stanley Cup, and then Disney does a, a, a family movie on this whole season for the Blackhawks a couple years down the road? It could happen. I think there's a better chance of an ESPN 30 for 30 than a Disney movie, but well, I don't know. Be an no, I also Disney love movie. the mention of the Dan Snyder uh, ownership playbook, which will be followed by terrible owners of sports teams for generations to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, I can't wait till that comic book comes out. Yeah. <laughs> new me, topic, sir, but can new I trouble topic, you for new a new topic, topic new topic. He's a new topic. I need to be a little happier. We're going to jump way ahead because we are way behind, 15 minutes behind because of me and because that topic was interesting and I thought it was worth covering. Uh, I'm going to just mention the World Series being this week. It's 1-1. The ratings are up from 2020, but they are down. Which shocks me. Shocks me. But they're way down from 2019 and 22% down from 2018. So they're not up. They're just up from last year when it was that truncated extras. And I think a lot of fans felt like it was gimmicky and it wasn't a real season. You only played 50 games or 60 games or whatever it was. So I think that probably played into last year's being so low uh i think i saw where game one was the second lowest watched game one in the modern era i think is what i saw i I hadn't seen the numbers that had come in so so it's it's not doing great and i just thought it was i was going to skip this story but i wanted to reference it because you brought up the blackhawks 
prior to the season, they have the all-star game supposed to be in Georgia. And because of what happened with the election, major league baseball and the, and the, 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 you know, you guys know what happened. They, they moved the game from Atlanta to Denver and now the world series is in Atlanta. So Atlanta still got, still yeah, got did, it. Did you see Manfred's commissioner's remarks? No. What did about he say? the chop? What did he, oh, well, see, that's the other thing. Cause I was going to say the first was that. And the second is, at the beginning of the year, you have this big thing about the, it's, you know, for the last couple of years, the big thing about the Tomahawk chop and whether it's offensive and whatever. And now that is the, the games in Atlanta and the Tomahawk chop is featured. So Manfred <laughs> called it a local issue that the, and that the Native American community in the region is, quote, fully supportive of the Braves program, including the chop. He basically Which, said, "Of course, said everybody the, came out that said, he said that's that my bullshit." Problem. He said, "That's my problem." Right. Everyone came out and said that's bullshit, which basically turned his line into like, "Oh no, we can do the chop because the Braves have some Native American friends." That's basically <laughs> what that turned into. They have a Native <laughs> American friend. No, it's cool. It's cool because they. It's have cool. A cool. Friend. I can say it. I can say it because I got a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that's what it sounded like. Not great. All right. Uh, we're gonna skip the Oakland update. I know that the Oakland. Oh, you what you want to do it, Chris? Just say no. Oakland positive update no. or negative update. No, it's a, it's a positive update. It's okay, just, there we go. I, it no, was, was a it. surprise. It no, was no, a surprise. Positive or negative? It was a surprise. It's positive update. A positively on, positive update. It looks like the A's are gonna stay in Oakland based on the county and the city agreeing that they'll help with a lot of tax stuff. Well, and this really interesting um, that's on the port, uh, the Howard Terminal. Thing that's like a twelve billion dollar project overall, but it's it's fascinating and uh, to me, as a as a fan or whatever, <laughs> it would be like, well, why why would you go back to the to that parking lot when you could have this amazing all new green facility that's right here on the water, and people are like, well, just you know, build a new stadium next to the O Arena and the Coliseum. Oh. And it's like, no, get the hell away from that. I just like how, like, I'm an A's fan, whatever, you know, like, <laughs> I'm here. I have this hat on. I guess I root for the team. What's going on? Do they play today? Oh, Nito. Uh, you know what? I skipped this other story, but I will point out one thing. You know, we talk about the reason that this is going to be a reality or potentially a reality is that the county and the city have agreed that they're going to kick a lot of tax dollars in to help pay for this thing, right? That's why it's going to stay. If they stay, that's why it'll happen. In Seattle, they, they built their stadium, which is a – very expensive stadium, a carbon neutral, net zero carbon neutral, the first stadium of its kind, uh, 100% privately funded, 0% tax dollar. Zero well, and, dollars. And it's not like they started from scratch or something. They yeah. were retrofitting the old key arena, Crazy. which probably doubled the cost of or maybe even yeah, more of versus know. building a new arena so crazy i mean crazy though right no yeah. no tax money all privately funded i thought that was awesome okay just like Let's, the bears new stadium is going to be all privately funded yeah totally okay mm -hmm. this one is just a fun i just i just love this story we got two stories <laughs> left i just love this story mm -hmm. superman versus superman the cleveland guardians are suing the cleveland guardians <laughs> Um, you might remember the story. Uh, the <laughs> I just love this. So apparently, well, if we go back, the Cleveland Indians changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. 
they had a big thing. They changed the name of the Cleveland Guardians, but somehow didn't check to see that there was already a Cleveland Guardians, the roller derby team in the city. It's so, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, you got to Google. Um, I think we did a special on this, if I'm not sure. We did. Not, yeah. Uh, wait, so here's the best part, though, to me. After you get past the very special part, episode. Yeah. <laughs> after you get past the best part where you named your thing the same name as another thing in the city, they the other guard the original guardians came and said hey this isn't cool so let's figure out how to make this work and so the new guardians the indians said sure sure we totally get your issue we get it we totally get it here you go here's like eight thousand two hundred dollars that should cover it right <laughs> do you know what though in, Come in on, how the how do you not sniff out that goof before that? Yeah, <laughs> but here's what's interesting that I and, and again, <laughs> kudos to the Ballpark Digest uh, guys was that I just think I they could have like Google like how much to offer. How much should I pay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> could we make this any worse? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It's that you know when you go to a domain and it's like you could buy this and it's yeah, like, what's the value? Really Go Daddy. Daddy. It was more but expensive on Go Daddy than it was to pay them off. I think and a half of season tickets. <laughs> what I hadn't heard before, and I think this really uh, empowered the baseball guardians, is that there was no trademark filed sure for by yeah, the roller know, derby team so that in legal terms use, right? that's a mess yes yeah. and so and, and this was the other part the, the mlb and the indians filed a trademark in the island nation of mauritius in a plan to keep in, to keep their secret plan and receive world trade organization trademark protections oh, crafty Co so by crafty. going yeah oh wow does anybody no, like those, that name? Does anybody like that name? No, like that's the thing. It's so a horrible better. name. The spiders oh. is so much better. Go ahead, Josh. We keep cutting you off. I what's different say, though? About is that. the real reason that they made the trademark in another in an, in an island nation because they knew that there was already a Cleveland Guardians and they were just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. I think they did it after the fact. Can you imagine being that intern? I need you to fly to the island, register this logo. Here's $8,200 to pay them once you find out. Lay low, stay on the beach. I'll call you when we need you. They had to fly with uh, under $10,000 cash because otherwise you have to yeah. report it when you're going right. to yeah. TSA. Right. It's all like, what now. is this? What do I look like? I'm a classy lady. $8,200. I think, you know, I guys, I think we break some pretty damn good stories on this show. We really you know? do. People are going to be writing about this tomorrow. We're going to get big. I'm going to get that. There's going to be a quote. I'm a classy lady. <laughs> That's good. I think the we quote. can we can wrap this topic up oh, with man. a with a uh, a nice quote from uh, the Guardians attorneys. The, the the roller derby Guardians attorneys wrote in the complaint. It is inconceivable that an organization worth more than one billion dollars and estimated to have annual revenues of over two hundred ninety million would not at least have performed a Google search. So everybody feels <laughs> they got that everybody. from us. They absolutely that did, got that's that. That's straight from you. We should, we should sue. We should sue. Uh, okay, guys, Maybe I'm really we'll excited. 3400 bucks. I don't know. Oh, you guys can see it. If you're watching at home, you can see how excited I am for this next one. How are your pits doing? Oh, oh, I bet they're... They're, oh, they're, they're excited. Don't, 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 don't show you. They're probably pretty excited. I got a whiff of that over the interwebs. Ooh, okay, guys. I do love a locker room. Smells like potential.
Well, the story is potentially awesome. So, here's the deal. Josh mentioned that he's wearing he's wearing a mask. Clippers you're mask. Of smell, all things. You're a Lakers fan. What are you doing wearing a Clippers hey, mask? Listen, man. Listen, man. What's the Clippers game this week, okay? Oh, you did? Okay, nice. Okay, here we go. Here we go, guys. Buckle up. Because we mentioned that the NFL owners meeting happened this week, okay? And in that meeting, we talked about the Washington football team. They talked about the DirecTV thing. They talked about international rights and all these other things in Mexico and all these things. But eventually this happened. And I'm just going to tell – let me set it up for 30 seconds, and then I'm just going to tell you what happened, okay? okay. So you guys know Go. that in St. Louis, there was there's an issue where the city of St. Louis is suing the NFL and the, and the Los Angeles Rams for fraudulently uh, or for, for defrauding the public and some other entities out of a lot of money, breaking four different laws. They're in court now. The Rams and the NFL have lost literally every motion except for one, which was to get a lawyer bounced off of it at the last minute, but it's not even a big deal. And uh, that's what's happened up to now. The NFL and the Rams have said, no, no, we didn't do it. We didn't do it, blah, 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 yeah, whatever. Okay, so the one part that I'll say, because Chris is throwing up some fingers at me here. The one Done. key thing to know, the Three one key thing to know as I tell the story is that in all of this, when they did this, the owners agreed to do this for one reason, and it was because Stan Kroenke said, I will indemnify all of you. Okay, I got you. If anything bad goes down, I got you. Okay, so that's what we knew coming into this. And St. Louis has literally won every motion that's happened in court. <laughs> so here we go. We're in NFL, and it goes like this. Okay, Jeff Pash is the general counselor for the NFL. Slash he stands Bruce up. Allen's best friend. Bruce Allen's buddy. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> buddy. They are buddy, Whoopsies. buddy. They're buddy. Okay, so Jeff Pash, he delivers a lengthy update. On the laws, first of all, they have everybody leave but the owners. Only all the executives, if you weren't an owner or there to represent an owner, you were out of the room. Okay. They empty the room. He said, Sorry, just for everybody who wants the full, full read Seth Wickersham's ESPN article about this. It's yeah. unbelievable. He has about incredible to give details. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, if right. you want to read the full yeah. thing, now yeah. Michael's going to break it down for you. Yeah. Thank so you. Jeff Pash delivers a lengthy update on the lawsuit. Then Stan Kroenke stands up. Tells the room, hey, you know what, guys? I've been good to you. I've done everything you've ever asked. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about the lawsuit. But here's the thing. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. That's what he says. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Uh, so Kroenke then, he takes questions from everybody. Um, at, at which point, I think Jerry Jones stands up and says, yeah, yeah, that's my friend right there. He's done a lot of good things for the NFL. So here's the thing, guys. Take it easy on him because he's, you know, he's a good guy. So that's Jerry. That's my Jerry. He's Jones. really helped us out to get into L.A., you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Jerry Jones. So then uh, Kroenke takes some questions. Jerry Jones leads the questions uh, and says what they said. Okay. So then at that point, they get through all this. And Roger Goodell says, okay, Stan, if you wouldn't mind, could you please just leave the room for a second? I want to talk to these guys. So Stan is asked to leave. Then Pash steps back up again and says, hey, guys, just a heads up. Stan Kroenke's challenging the indemnification clause. Just wanted to let you guys know. He's saying he doesn't want to cover it anymore. Uh, needless to say, the room was stunned. <laughs> Those are quotes. The room was stunned. Uh, side note, no one in St. Louis was stunned. <laughs> 
Not a single person in St. Louis was surprised that Stan reneged on a promise that he made. Okay. So here, now you go forward. Now it gets to immediately, everybody's like, what? Jones says, whoa, 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 wait, 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 guys, 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 guys. You remember what he said? He's done a lot for the league. He's a great guy. So Jones gets back in there and steps up for his buddy. Then Robert Kraft, the angel, says, guys, seriously. Guys, I got a place we can go where we can get a happy ending and forget <laughs> yeah. about all this. He's like, he's like, guy. Then he basically whines. He goes, this is unfair. It's like, remember? <laughs> remember when I had my legal issues? That was all on me. You guys didn't do anything. So he's like, I was on the that committee. sounds like fake Mark Emmert. Yeah, was sort of. He's like, I was on the committee. The six, you remember the six-person committee that was supposed to say where everybody was going? He's like, because I was on the committee, now the motherfuckers are asking me for my financial records. Like, I could give those over. And if that's what's going to happen when we get on committees, nobody's going to get on a committee again. Like, literally, nobody's going to be on a committee if being on a committee means you got to hand over all your right. financial records, right? So, fuck this. This is unfair. That's basically what he said. So then Mark Davis, of course, he jumps in and he's like, <laughs> so Mark Davis is all like, hey, guys, remember when the committee voted five to one? Yeah, he got the hair. He goes, hey, guys, remember when the committee voted five to one for St. Louis to keep the Rams? Remember that when that six person? He just reminded everybody that that's how that went down. By the way, this is exactly what happened. I'm not I'm not I'm literally reading exactly. I what wish happened. you had finger puppets. I'm oh, my God. I would love together. to. And but then, here's here's wait, uh, oh, also oh, no, 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 wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, wait. So anyway, the point is that. If someone had just leaked all these details about the NFL's meeting over the emails, how cool would that be? Oh, it'd be great. We have this detail on this. This oh is gosh. awesome. This is so great. So then Mara of the Giants, he jumps in and he's all like, look, guys, seriously, seriously, if he had not identified us, seriously, I'm all like, listen, if he had not identified us, I didn't I can't speak, indemnified us, none of us would have voted yes for this. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the smoking gun. Boom. Because that is him saying, we knew it was wrong. We knew we were breaking the rules. But he said, because he didn't think he'd actually get busted, I got this. If it ever costs money, it's on me. I got this. So that's literally announced in the meeting. Uh, and then Jones tries to blame another owner and says, no, no, it was a secret deposition. That's the real, yes. it's not his it fault. Was, he didn't, yeah. wouldn't name who it was, but somebody gave a bad deposition. Yeah, he's That's like, why they're having problems. This is not Cronky's fault. Again, this is somebody else's fault. And then Jones and Pash kind of get into a thing. They're going back and forth. And Jones says to Pash, he's like, hey, did, did Stan at least, you know, offer to settle? And Pash is like, he did. He offered billions. And then when they checked on it, it was actually more like 800 million. So Pash is lying to the owner saying he offered billions to settle, which he actually did. Wasn't that number described at first as it's he offered to sell for more than some of the people in this room are worth? Yes, he said more than some of the people. Oh, I thought it was for $8,200. That's what I was going to say. It's at least $8,200, maybe more. Which, by the way, that's from the 101 book of How to Offend Rich People 101. Tell him that somebody else has so much money that he's got more than you're worth. That'll get him on your side. Yeah, he can give away more than you're worth. Yes. Yeah, that'll definitely get him on your side. So uh, let me see. Where was I? Uh, oh, then Jim Ursay in Indianapolis jumps up and he's like, we should have Stan come back in. Just bring him back in. Let's ask him some questions. And then, of course, Jones is like, no, 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 no. That's not fair. <laughs> 
that wouldn't be fair to have him in here to answer questions directly from us about us. That would be unfair. <laughs> so then Rooney's like, whoa, wait, 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 guys, 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 guys. The lawyers should be handling this. This should just be the lawyers. And then Mara's like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But you know what? It was bullshit. It was total bullshit because no one would have voted for this. He literally went back to it. Doubled down. Good. Good no for him. one would have voted for this shit if he hadn't identified everybody. And then Mark Davis pooped on the table. <laughs> Mark Davis pooped on the table. That's that. Wow. It's on end. Read Wickham's uh, story. Well, I was gonna say, like, as going through the whole story, that is what I envisioned, like a like a weekly chapter meeting in a sorority house twenty five years ago. To, to Dude, me. I was like, tempted to go like this. This is how this story was almost gonna go. So, guys, Jeff Pash gets up and he's all like, "Listen, guys, here's what's going on." And then Cronky's like, and then I'm like, all like, "Look, I guys, it wasn't my fault." And then Goodell's like, "Jeff, John." Cronky, you're gonna have to leave, guys. And then I was literally gonna do the whole story that way. Well, didn't Cronky try to say, or, or I don't know if it was Cronky or Pash that, that said that? Well, it's not my fault because someone leaked the report about that vote for the Carson uh, project with the charges. Yeah, you know who leaked it? You know who leaked Spanos? it, Josh? No, you know Mark who Davis. Leaked it? No, it was in an interview. We covered this. Oh, it that's right. It was in right. an interview yeah. with Cronky and Les Snead, I think, who was on the airplane with a writer for the freaking LA Times bragging about how they pulled off the heist of the century when they were at that meeting. That's when leaked. Hey, that was confidential. That's, that's, that's you bragging. That's yeah. off the record. You can't yeah. report that. About. That's off the record. That's this all got leaked whenever I was bragging about it. <laughs> Oh, well, so at the end of the day, I'm just so happy that Stan is showing his true colors to the rest of these dudes because nothing makes me happier than some dude that lied to everybody and screwed St. Louis over getting bounced. (laughs) I really enjoyed that, guys. Thank you for letting me do that. I really enjoyed it. 12 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Do you want it back, though? (laughs) Do you really want it back? Okay, we're going to go to quick hitters. Does anybody have any uplifting stuff we can? Yes, on? I do have a Ooh. quick hitter, and let's keep them quick. Not a one hitter, a quick yep. hitter, real quick fast. hitter. I want to give a shout out to the National Basketball Association, the NBA, as some know it as. You watch I, that? I, don't watch you? I write about I it. Watch yeah. them. Yeah, um, I listen. Mike listens. The NBA is adding a new event to its All Star Weekend, the HBCU Classic. Oh, which Mike's I got a awesome. new event for him. I want to hear it next, when you get there. Go ahead. Next year's next year's event will it's going to see Howard take on Morgan State in Cleveland, the site of the All Star Game, and then more than a million dollars are going to get donated to HBCUs during the during the. First process. of all, that's really that's cool. Awesome. That's really really cool. Second of all, I thought you were going to say Howard versus Anthony Davis because I thought it was going to be Dwight Howard versus Anthony Davis in a celebrity boxing match because of what happened on the bench with the Lakers game the other day. That's where I thought you were going with that. So let's keep the focus on HBCUs because <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Yep. And it's going to be the HBCU Classic, Historical Black Colleges. And it's going to be a great initiative. And cool. uh, first of many, I hope. Very cool. Mike, what was your plan for the NBA All-Star Game? A game of horse? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, game a horse, have the mascots come out and do a dunk contest and not have That's players right. do I remember, it. Um, Adam Silver had to make a left-handed layup. Yeah, Adam Silver has to make a left-handed <laughs> layup, and if he misses a million dollars to a charity of my choice. Um, yeah, I could I could have a list of some really fun stuff. Yeah, I remember. Could definitely beat the ratings game. from the past Mike, three can years. You ha- can you have that list on my desk by tomorrow morning? Thank you. Absolutely, Josh. 
Yep. Uh, Chris, you raised your hand. You wanted to do one as well. Yeah, though this is a cool one. I don't know if you guys saw, saw this, that uh, there's this guy that's a 53-year-old head pro at uh, Ocean View Golf Course in Bermuda, in uh, Devonshire, probably pronouncing it wrong, Devonshire, Bermuda. That sounds right. And uh, a couple years back, he had started having some vertigo problems. Went to the doctor. The doctor's like, um, we need some more tests. It ends up he had a brain tumor. And the brain tumor Pause surgery. I can't make jokes about this. What is this? No, no, okay. no. Okay. Just shut Go up. Ahead. Yeah. So they, within 24 hours, he was like choppered out of Bermuda and taken to, uh, uh, to Boston's Dana-Farber Cancer Center okay. to have emergency brain surgery. Well, it had already metastasized into, uh, I think it was like his stomach and something else. So that part's shitty, right? Yeah. But he's continuing as this club pro. Okay. And he was surprised, uh, like last week, I guess, that uh, and he's been going through chemo and he's fighting it and he's he's hanging in there. And he was at the Ryder Cup. There's a picture of him in this story. He got invited as on a sponsor's exemption to play in the Butterfield Bermuda uh, Championship this weekend. So and he's just, it was just it's a neat story. PGATour.com. Check it out. And he's you know he was talking about it. Just uh, his story is amazing. He gave up golf when his father died at like age 20. He just tells a story. He threw his clubs and his shoes into the water. And then his mom died of some something else terrible like six months later. So he tried mm. to take care of his younger siblings by working in a bar. Like this guy's story is amazing. And I, I'm just rooting for him. And I was excited because uh, I checked. Uh, and on the first hole, he was in the top 25 at even par. Uh, he's uh, not at even par anymore. He's 15 over through 15 holes and mm. uh, six strokes back of anybody else in the field. But that doesn't matter. I, this guy, they say it's terminal, but this son of a bitch, he's out there. He's living the dream right now. He's playing. And I just, What's his that's name? what sports is about. His name is, sorry, I didn't say that, did I? Brian Morris. Brian Morris. That's awesome. And he lives yeah. where? He's in Bermuda. He so, lives in Bermuda. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. I'm hoping for a, you know a, a 58 tomorrow, so he makes the cut. But cancer sucks, guys. Yes, that's it official. does. Um, that's awesome. By the way, if I played on that same course with him at the same time, I'd be 26 strokes behind him. Oh yeah, right. Like that's the thing is just how to be that's incredible golf on a course that tough right now. I mean, if you're not a pro golfer and shooting bogey golf on the toughest courses on the planet. Yeah. You're, you're, playing, you're playing while you're going through chemo and have yeah, can't even cancer ra ravaging your body. Ooh, I can't even love imagine. it. Wow. Okay. Does anybody have another quick hitter that we can do that we so we don't end on? I've got no. I've got just, something positive. Okay, oh. go ahead, Mike. I Mike, just wanted. I feel terrible asking this now, but I'm just after your story, uh, Mike. I just did. Did Mark Davis poop on a table? I just yes. didn't know if you were juking. Joking no, I was juking. I didn't so want to eat. Are I'm just so confused. Like <laughs> owners can just talk about all this billions of dollars here there, and then it's ended with a poop on the table. Mike, to be fair, forty-five percent of the meetings, the owner meetings, Mark Davis is into the meeting by pooping on the table. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. It's not as rare as I mentioned. Call me pink. Tradition. All right, are you ready, Tradition. Myers? Yes. Are you ready, Myers? I am. I'm going back into Ted Lasso mode. Okay. You get ready, okay? Uh huh. You're Just ready. remember with uniform exchange, 
Our goal is to go out like Willie Nelson on a high. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>